Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. It's Mark, and Christy is here. Hello, mentors. Today, we are going to be diving into the distinction of declaration and looking at how can we better not just know about these qualities, but actually embody them and have it be a lived experience in which these qualities are just there and can come forward. And you've oftentimes have heard us talk about this idea of building the body. And so we think about what it is that our youth are going to be up to in the program. They have to really build the skill sets to be up to what it is they want to be up to. So it's about building capacity. It's about developing that skill, having the knowledge. And how do we do this? We do this through practice and self-reflection and self-awareness activities. So when we talk about building the body, I always think of an example, Mark, of like becoming um, a weightlifter or becoming uh, a ballerina. Um, there's There's a conditioning of the body and a care for the body to be able to be in the body of a weightlifter or to be in the body of a ballerina. So, you know, a weightlifter has to think about the kind of protein and how much protein and um, they work up, you know, from building or lifting small weights to, to lifting heavier weights over a period of time. It's building the body up. So when we're talking about this with declaration, it's this understanding that I may not know what it is to be in a body of a tender person, even though one of my qualities is tenderness. Or I may not know what it's like to be in the body of someone who is grounded and steady. I can think about it. I know what the quality, um, how it gets described in my head, but I'm not yet living in the body of a steady person. And that's what makes this topic today and this upcoming workshop really important is we're going to be inviting our youth to embody the qualities because once we can sense these qualities in our own body, we're better able to drop into them. So when we're in a fight or flight um, or freeze kind of mindset, we're not going to be thinking about the quality, but our body can remember and bring that memory forward and give us quicker access to the qualities that our declarations um, remind us of. And again, we do this through practice. And for those of you listening who are going to be attending the upcoming workshop, where we'll be diving deeper into this, know that we'll be bringing those practices into workshop and giving the opportunity to actually be with them, with the youth. And as you listen today, you can start to think about how can I also practice embodying my own qualities in my declaration as a mentor so I have some grounding and have some experience in that so I can be of better support to the young person in the actual workshop. And if you aren't at the upcoming workshop that you are a new mentor to New Pathways and missed this workshop and you're listening to this podcast, we're going to also walk through this in a way that you could take the practices we describe in this podcast today and do them one-on-one with your youth uh, to bring in the embodiment or the building of a body that remembers declaration. And so before we jump into these practices, let's just reset and remind ourselves what is a declaration. And so this distinction helps us to see that declaration is a statement 
really powerful statement that describes the biggest possibility of ourselves and shapes our identity, our relationships, our promises, and our actions. And at retreat, when we invited you and the young person to create this declaration statement, we wanted you to consider what are qualities that you have that you know are there and they don't show up as often as you would want or as you think about this next journey in your mentoring relationship or what the youth are going to be up to, what qualities are going to be really important that I'm going to have to be really intentional about reminding myself that I have so I can also pull those forward, not just the natural or frequent qualities that come forward more often. Mm -hmm. It's like we talk about with um, if we want to create something new in our life, then we also need to get comfortable with some new qualities or reconnecting with qualities within ourselves so that we don't go to the familiar qualities. Maybe there's a familiar quality that I have of um, of being headstrong or being uh, really focused and that's not getting me to the place that I want to get. So my declaration may be reminding myself that I'm also playful, not just headstrong and focused and determined, but that play in the process of, uh, of how I come forward in the world starts to open more possibility rather than just being determined to make something happen. But can I enjoy the process in play as I'm bringing something forward in my life? So it's not just always the familiar qualities. It's really the qualities we want to remind ourselves are here too that can support me to live my fullest and best self and declare them to be so. I declare that I am this quality because I am. It's here. It's just got locked away or tucked away or resisted um, out of fear that, that it may not serve me. And this is now a way to see that it can serve me and I can bring it more forward. And so let's jump in and spend some time talking about what are ways that we can really know, embody, and allow ourselves to create the capacity to tap into these qualities more consistently because again they're not our natural go-to ones mm -hmm. and while it would be great in a moment to say oh I have this quality but if I don't have the lived experience or I haven't practiced calling it forward or reminding myself different strategies for how to evoke it it can be more challenging in the moment especially mm -hmm. if I'm in a space where maybe I'm a little bit more emotional I'm, I'm uneasy so again, how do we kind of off the field, which we talked about before, practice so that when I'm on the field, in the moment, I can call it forward much quicker. And Mark, I think the distinction here that might be helpful as we move through this is the distinction of embodiment, the way that we're using it, that my body has a sense of this quality. I'm not just cognitively thinking about it. So what we're, what we're bringing forward is this distinction between embodied as something different from uh, having an informational or cognitive understanding of what the quality is. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And so there's value in the cognition part, and it's not just about the cognition. The embodiment is really important as well, too. So what are some ways that we can know, embody, and tap into these qualities? Well, we likely have some knowledge, perhaps, around the quality, so again, getting that cognition part and we can expand our knowledge about it more. So we can use technology to be able to research more about it online. We can also engage in conversations with others about what they know about this quality. 
We have a conversation with our mentee. We can also explore ways to visualize the quality. So not just know about it, but we can start to say, what might that quality look like in action? Or when I think about this quality, what images or what characters or what symbols maybe come forward? And again, using Google, right? You can kind of Google quality and some suggestions will come up and then you can start to think about yourself. What visualize, if I was to visualize this, what might this quality look like? What might embody this or be a representation, a symbol for this quality? So in these first two activities, Mark, when we talk about ways to embody it, of expanding our knowledge about the quality and taking on a visualization of it, this morning, even thinking about preparing for this podcast with you, I, I Googled patience and read the definition. Now, I know the definition of patience, but what I read online about patience, just the vocabulary started to open the possibility of how big patience could be. So it wasn't in the narrow way I was thinking about it. And then I, after I read that, then I clicked on the little you know images and looked at patients and kept scrolling through images of patients um, that were there. And it was fascinating for me because one of the things that, that patients, the image that came up was also like a, images that connotated for me rest. And so it wasn't about just slowing down. It was also about like taking a pause and giving myself a rest from the distress or the discomfort um, of which I'm feeling urgent about. And so it started to expand like, oh, patience might uh, involve or include an essence of restfulness about it. And I hadn't considered that before. So that's what we want to do in this image piece is not just, again, look for, for the familiar images, but look at images and words that keep opening uh, a sense of, of, of the quality itself. So like when I saw these images that evoked a sense of rest in me, I felt my body actually relax a little bit more. And I was like, oh yeah, in patience, there's a relaxation of the body. And I could feel that happening for me as I looked at these images. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about um, looking at images, looking at words so that we can see what they evoke and happens in our body as we read them or see them um, and expand our understanding. Not just our mind understanding, but our body understanding. So again, um, using some technology, we can definitely learn more about these qualities and what allows us to evoke them. We can also think about a time, it doesn't just have to be recent, of when we embodied the quality or or the quality was there, it was present. We can recall that experience where it was very much there and we can start to do some reflection and recall back like what did it feel like in Mm -hmm. that moment when that quality was very much present. So that we can bring forward our cellular memory that of of a time that it was embodied in us. You know my my little on patience to bring that thread through when I think about a time I did embody patience I think of a time when I was actually standing in line at the grocery store and I was feeling hurried and I didn't feel like that the lines were going fast enough and that they had a you know this was my racing thoughts and they don't have enough lanes open and can't they see all these people in line and I just I felt my whole body hurried and I noticed it and I paused and was like what would it be like to be in patience here and I picked a magazine up from the aisle and 
thumbed through one of my favorite magazines looking at pictures and images. I set my basket down. I had one of those carry baskets. I just set it at my feet instead of holding it. I could feel my body relax. So when I'm in this practice of needing to call forward patients and I try to think of a past example, I bring my grocery store example to mind. Um, and bringing it to mind then allows my body to kind of feel what it was like in that one time. So it doesn't have to be this magnitude of a time that our youth or that we as mentors practice the quality. It was a moment that we could feel it in our body that we can call for it again. Yeah, I love that example. So in addition to knowing how we embody the quality, we can also think about who else in our lives that we know, whether personally or maybe it's somebody through TV or history that we think embodies that quality. And especially this comes in handy if maybe we don't have a lot of experiences from our own past to call forward. So who else do we know that um, shows up in that way? And what can we learn from those individuals? Mm -hmm. So these could be, again, characters from TV shows or movies. It could be people from history, past presidents, or Mother Teresa or Gandhi. And um, so what have we observed about this person or this character? How do we notice they respond to situations? How do they look? What body postures do they hold and take on when they are showing up as that quality or those qualities? So Mark, sometimes when I'm uh, connecting into my quality of playfulness, I bring you to mind. Mm. Um, The way that you are at the front of the room and can bring play into the magnitude of the work that we're doing here at New Pathways. So that's an example for our youth or mentors to think about it could be someone you know or it could be a character we've seen in a movie or on television that we that we sense into what did it look like when they were being that how did I feel when I saw them being that <clears throat> and we can also be in the practice of taking on this quality and so again a lot of these things we've demonstrated or talked about are ways that we can allow ourselves to start to feel and sense the qualities and we can kind of almost amplify or magnify that and really allow ourselves to sense and feel and be in that quality so again that in the future when we want to call it it'll come forward a lot quicker so this is the place where when we're working with our youth in this especially in workshop that we really want to invite us as mentors to be comfortable with because we're going to ask us to take on the quality uh, or the body posture of this quality. So that way, again, now that we have imagery of it, now that we have more words for it, now that we've thought about a person we know that's done it or a time that I've been that quality, we're now going to take on what's the shape our body takes in that quality. So for me, when I'm in patience, I can feel both my feet on the ground, I feel my shoulders relax, and I feel my chin up. Um, I'm not looking down, I'm not looking really far out, I'm looking right in front of me and a relaxed shoulders and kind of my back. When I'm tapping into my quality of compassion, what I actually feel is my arms extend really far out to the side, it's almost in like a hugging motion and kind of bringing energy forward. Um, So this would be the body posture when I'm trying to embody um, compassion, for example, I would take and literally amplify it by 10%. And the reason we amplify it is because we're working now with the neurosystem and the body taking on, this is what compassion feels like in this amplified way 
so that I can really bring it into my body sensation and what's it like to be in that amplified posture. So in workshop, we'll be asking you mentors to take on a, uh, one of your qualities in your declaration and modeling for the young people, what's the body shape of that for you in an exaggerated, uh, dare, dare we say playful way where you're really open to taking it on and they can see in us the willingness to practice this in this um, non-conventional way. Yeah, and so doing that in a really safe place and, um, and like you said, being playful with it. Mm-hmm. And then what I love about this is then, you know, once we start to actually call that quality forward and feel it and sense it in this kind of grandiose way, we can then start to think about what's a smaller body movement or a micro movement that represents that larger body posture mm-hmm. that I can take on in a situation where I maybe don't have the ability to be in the full grandiose posture. So what's a smaller movement that I can do that's gonna be a little more subtle, a little bit more discreet, so I can call forward that quality, but perhaps maybe not call attention to me, people being like, what are you doing with your body right Mm -hmm. now that looks really interesting? For me, the compassion piece with the really extended arms and the hug is my hands are kind of flowing toward my heart in that. So when I'm in a meeting or I'm with a young person or even a mentor with you, and something shared and I feel compassion, um, or compassion is the quality I'm evoking in that moment, I l- just kind of gently rest my hand on my heart. Um, it's not a super big movement. Most people don't recognize that it's even happening, or if they do, it's seen as like a, a, an endearing gesture. Um, but it's also when I'm working with patients, I lay my hands flat down on my thighs. That's my micro movement of it um, versus the standing upright kind of mountain pose movement of it. So this is what we mean. We'll take the exaggerated amplified movement and we'll help our young people to start to create a smaller micro movement that they can actually use now in the classroom when they get aggravated or agitated with a classmate or their teacher. So how can they bring that quality of steadiness or whatever it may be for them into their seat at their desk and actually be evoking a body memory to bring forward a quality that would actually serve them in that moment. Um, And we hope this is of service to you too, mentors, as maybe you think about this in your own work lives or family lives. And so these are all really great practices that we can take on to really embody and be in these qualities. And throughout all of the practices and as we're actually bringing them forward in our lives, we invite you and all of us to really be in active reflection, just to observe what are we noticing, what are we feeling, what changes might we want to make for the future. We'll invite you also to take your three declaration qualities and play with them and see what starts to get evoked in your life um, when you have an embodied sense and micro movements that can bring them forward more quickly in situations where your declaration can serve you being up to your best self. And that's what we want to bring to our young people. And so as we think about supporting our mentees through this, obviously for those of you that will be at the workshop, you'll be able to be in practice with the young people and we invite you to do this with all of the qualities. And as we think about, you know, situations and experiences where there's a conversation before something occurring, there might be a powerful conversation in there about who are they and what qualities might they want to bring forward in that future event 
and then we can invite them into some of these practices and especially the body posture taking on that grandiose version and let's do that let's demonstrate that right now or let's be in that right now call that quality forward so you have it tomorrow when you go have that conversation with your teacher and then we can also remind them and have them remind themselves of what's that micro movement that they can also do so mentors we invite you to practice before workshop create your own comfort with this process um, and we'll only be working with one of the declaration qualities in workshop due to time so we hope that you really take note and are willing to practice the other two qualities with your young person outside of workshop but in or order to really be ready we invite you to to take on the practice and of course as always have a conversation with your program coordinator about what you observe in yourself and how that might be supportive even as you evoke these qualities to be in connection and relationship with your youth in the mentoring relationship. And so with that, we thank you for listening. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.